Christless congregation of Frederick. We're so pleased that you're here with us this morning. We seek to meet you wherever you are on your journey through this life. We invite you to be part of this community where we seek to draw from the fullness of the world's religious and wisdom traditions as well as the best of modern science. We seek to build a beloved, compassionate community within these walls and inspire and stand with one another to do the work of social, economic, and environmental justice in this world. A special welcome if you're new here, if this is one of your first few times, which we tend to indicate with a red or blue name tag. So if that's the case for you and you see someone near you with a white name tag, we hope that you'll introduce yourselves to one another after the service and share a little bit about what got you here for the first, second, or third time, or for the 30th or 300th time. We also hope that you'll stay after the service. This is, uh, we always have coffee and conversation, but this is uh, one of our special, about monthly weeks, we have a new art show in our Blaine James Art Gallery. So instead of going left to leave, we hope you'll go right. And that's our art gallery. It's our special members art show. So it's art for members of this congregation, members and friends. So enjoy the art exhibit. And also, like, when you turn right, your first left is room 113, and there is some uh, food and drink there as an extra incentive to, to linger and get to know one another and enjoy the art. Josette uh, is actually the worship associate instead of Turner. Uh, these, these bulletins were printed two weeks ago because the congregational administrator was on vacation. Uh, so she will be playing the role of Turner Stokes this morning. She is also playing the role of Sandy Smithgill, who is going to do part of our spoken meditation but has a head cold. So Josette is wearing a number of hats, but uh, she, can, she can pull it off. Uh, a few other uh, notes, there's a lot of announcements in the answer of dressing the art that announcements because it's summer, so we're, we're taking it easy a little bit, but uh, among the announcements in the answer to order of service is information about the family emergency shelter that we're partnering with another number of congregations in this area to pull off. Uh, we've hardly started promoting it, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed and pleased with the number of you that have already stepped forward to help with that. And if you are interested, be sure to note there's a website address or you can talk to me and I'll print one out. There is an application, just a short two-page application about that, so be sure to fill that out. It's not starting until October, we've got a little time, but um, we want to go ahead and get some of that rolling. But I'm really pleased with, again, with the number of people that have already come forward. Also related, like I said, the number of us have been on vacation the past week. We had, you know, notice it's a little squishy when you came through the uh, entranceway this morning, the carpet. We had a pipe burst this morning. It was a Leftover casualty from the winter on um, Stan, the Schlepp, or uh, Dave Hutchins can give you the skinny if you want the mechanical details, but that's why I was a little squishy in there this morning. So we go on vacation and order service changes, the pipes burst, it's anyway, uh, but we are, we are persevering. So we're so glad that you're here this morning, and I'm glad that it's dry in here. It's just the floor in my office, in Laura's office, that got, uh, that got it. So, with all that being said, I'd like you to take a deep breath. And out. Continue to take a few more deep breaths over the next few moments as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship.
Chalice Lighting Words this morning come from this year's General Assembly. Holy is the flame that each one of us carries, the living, unique flame of experience and truth. Holy, too, is the chalice that holds the gathered fire, where all are welcome to gather in the warmth of community. Rise and body or spirit for our first 10, 1 to 008. It's a little bit unusual. Uh, we've done it before, though. It's a three page hymn, you'll notice, in your teal hymnal. It's a reverse hymn, so it goes chorus, verse, chorus, verse. You'll always go back to the beginning, and then we'll pick back up, and you'll see at the end where it says coda on page three at the bottom of the last stanza. That's the part we only sing at the very end. The little two dots means repeat, so you're getting a bonus, a little music literacy this morning. Let's sing together to one note.
Just 
Now to the time in our service, it's from the sharing of joys and sorrows. If you have a joy or a sorrow that is particularly heavy or light on your heart, in a few moments we'll invite you to come forward to share your name and to very briefly share your joy or sorrow with this compassionate community in the hope that a joy shared is a joy increased and a sorrow shared is a sorrow diminished, if only in part. And if it would be meaningful to you to do so, you can release a stone into the water to signal the release of this joy or sorrow into this community. I'll begin by dropping a stone, um, one for Julia Dittman, uh, a beloved member of this congregation for decades. She was a member of the board. She and John, her husband, hosted Thanksgiving meals for this congregation for many years. She you know, taught religious education, uh, so she passed away this past week. So uh, I continue to um, hold her and her family in light, as well as Carl Crumb, uh, president of the congregation this past year, continues to be very ill and has asked... Uh, to not have any calls or um, visits at this time is really just resting a lot. So really um, do be thinking about and, and holding Carl and Mary in the light. There are others you can um, line up here. Yesterday, and we're 
Thank you. 
I had the ups and downs with my father. Um, my husband and I were away, and on the second to last day, his GP called and said that he had to go through pre-op approval. In the 33 years that this GP has been practicing, he's never told two surgeons to go screw. But that's the technical term. Um, there's no reason to have the surgery right now. And there's no reason for him to be chopped up in little pieces. And it was the best part of the holiday going. So thank you for all your prayers. Thank you for your cards. Thank you for being a community of support. And it was, I just had to give you good news. Is anyone, who knows what happens next week? But right now, hallelujah. Um, I had previously mentioned that my mom, whose breast cancer had been in remission for a long time, had come back, and they have confirmed that's in her lungs, her pancreas, her liver, and maybe her knees and thigh bone. It's not clear. Um, she's coughing more and more every week, and they did a they did an X-ray last Tuesday and found that the lung cancer had spread significantly. So, that's the bad news side. On the good news side, as I also, we've also announced before, Brandy and I are engaged, and we have picked not only a date, but a venue for the wedding, and we're hoping that Carl will help us do that journey.
workshops, including ones on immigration, building a multicultural mosaic, urging us to change our thinking of why don't they come to where should we be, on developing urban ministries, on the United Nations theme of think globally, act locally, and of facing Islamophobia, a workshop everyone should hear. And throughout the week, we met for the delegate meetings and the big programs in the basketball arena. I usually sat with Ben and Carl behind, behind the sound system and lighting guys. At the end of the last program, I felt a real need to reach out to the lighting man who'd been listening to all our business and motivational talks all week. Maybe he just needed to be invited to share in our great welcoming congregation, right? I thanked him for working and asked if he was part of our association. He laughed as I shook him. He shook my hand and said, No, believe it or not, I'm a Southern Baptist. Oh, gosh, do you think we're a bunch of white house? No, he said, You know what? We're all here for the same thing. We're all doing our best to reach out and care for each other. Pretty cool, when I first got there, I decided that we must be in the wrong place because it seemed more like an old people and hybrid convention than the DA. But I quickly learned that that was just you could take off a week during the summer from work. So for the youth, um, I was on the awkward stage because I just turned 18, so I was still eligible to participate with youth. But halfway through listening through youth orientation, I realized that I led that word same orientation three times myself and didn't need it. So I went outside and rode the escalators for like half an hour. So I um, soon found a niche among the adults there. It was kind of neat being open up. And it made me realize the importance of being with people of the same mind, because I, where I work, it's, um, it's a little restaurant in a pretty rural area, and I was sitting around with some co-workers, and um, the topic of racism came up, and um, one of them, you know, decided, you know, I'm, I, I wasn't really racist, being Obama, you know, he, 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 and then someone was like, no, 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 no he's, he's only half black, and he's half Muslim. So I uh, turned to the person next to me and told them, you know, Muslims are my favorite color. And uh, <laughs> no one else really heard me and, you know, she was cracking up. And so I didn't feel comfortable enough to repeat myself, which, you know, feels a little bit to me like, you know, I shouldn't have to censor myself like that. But I am um, really didn't think if that sort of thing happens in a group of such a large amount of people, it, there was no way that would fly, which I think is amazing. And it's amazing that we're all in this together, regardless of age, regardless of really anything. And that was amazing for me to see that. Um, one of the main programs, Standing on the Side of Love, I was able to learn about that there. Um, and there's really nothing there that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me that you could be against that sort of thing because it's literally just being a good person. That was the idea. So it was great for me to see that any kind of organization that was against that sort of thing can't really have that direct of a name because it'd be something like stepping on the side of intolerance, which wouldn't get many followers. So it was just great for me to feel like 
Singer-songwriter Dar Williams has a song called After All. Any of you know Dar Williams' work out there live? It's a great, it's a great album. The opening lyrics are, go ahead, push your luck, find out how much love the world can hold. She continues, once upon a time I had control and I reined my soul in tight. So I stopped the tide, I froze it up inside. And it felt like a winter machine. That you go through and then you catch your breath and winter starts again. And everyone else is springbound. Have you ever felt like that? That you were trapped in a winter machine and everyone else is springbound. But I know that the theme of this year's annual Unitarian Universalist Association's General Assembly was love reaches out, Williams' lyrics kept coming to mind. 
Convention Center and a sports stadium to contain the number of UUs present uh, is a good reminder of the size of our movement at the continental level. Uh, coming in at more than a thousand congregations world, uh, nationwide, as well as in Canada and around the world, there are more. And meeting in New England, the site of our historic roots as a movement on this continent, is always a good reminder of how venerable our tradition is. Whereas this congregation here in Frederick emerged in the 1960s out of what is known as the Fellowship Movement, a lay-led, bottom-up, grassroots movement of early new UU congregations, which, as you heard from Phyllis, democracy is important. That's, that is great. But the first meeting house of what became the first Unitarian Church in Providence was built in 1723. And although Providence had a long, that congregation of Providence has had a long history of liberal theology, it didn't become officially Unitarian until the early 1800s. But even in the early 1700s, their minister was criticized for not being evangelical enough and for preaching damnable good works. Because the Calvinists, of course, who emphasized that salvation comes not through human effort, but through God's grace alone, are you your emphasis on social justice, on human beings creating a better world, that is preaching damnable good works. But as the Unitarian minister James Freeman Clark, and some of you remember my sermon from a few weeks ago on Margaret Fuller, they were best friends throughout their life. So James Freeman Clark, a union minister, put in his 1886 five points of Unitarian faith that we, UUs, have long emphasized salvation by character. So not Reformation, Solidratiae, by grace alone, but salvation by character, by who you are and what you do. That how we choose to live our lives really matters, that what we do with our free will can really make a difference for others and for this world. And the character trait that we use historically that most emphasize is love. As the Unitarian minister James Blake wrote a few years after Clark in 1894, love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. It's no coincidence that the theme of love reaches out was chosen for this year's General Assembly, which is on the five-year anniversary of our nationwide Standing on the Side of Love campaign, which started in 2009. The Standing on the Side of Love slogan, some of you may have seen it, it's the big yellow banner. Have you ever seen that? that? That's the signal mark of the Standing on the Side of Love campaign. It was inspired by the outpouring of love and support that came from the larger Knoxville, Tennessee community in the wake of the tragic 2008 shooting at our UU congregation in Knoxville. So you may remember those headlines. They were targeted for their liberal stance on justice issues. That community's affirmation of that congregation, the outpouring of love and support over events, hate, intolerance, and exclusion inspired our ongoing emphasis as a larger UU movement that yes, we are the love people, standing on the side of love and for the inclusion and peace, liberty, and justice for all. As my colleague, the Reverend Peter Frederick, said on a General Assembly this past week, that means that we stand on the side of love, not on the sidelines of love. It means that love reaches out that love is a verb, that love is much more about what you do, how you act, how you treat those around you, than just how you allegedly feel inside. Love is a verb. Love reaches out. And perhaps the biggest 
an offering that will support this self-sustaining church and its many ministries. The gifts of the congregation will most gratefully be received. these generous gifts. May they serve our ministries for the highest good of all concerned. Even as we extinguish this flame, may the spirit of love continue to reach out to you today. May it fill the chalice of your spirit with gladness. May love overflow your heart and touch all those around you. And may you feel love by your side, moving with you through the days to come.